Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 490, recorded live on Sunday, December 11th, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who's getting his snow tires on tomorrow, Dave Clay. Hi. And the man who's getting his snowblower today, Andy Lowe. Hi. Welcome to home ownership. <laughs> yeah. No, we got- I'll just shovel it. It'll be fine. Oh, my God. No, I'm buying a snowblower. Yeah. Is, like is that, that similar? Is that kind of how it went? Yeah. No, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Like, I'll just shovel the driveway. Whatever. I did it all the time as a kid. Well, we, I don't think we would mind having to shovel the driveway because both of our cars have all-wheel drive and could easily, you know, handle the driveway. Yeah. But it's the fact that we have a public sidewalk in front of our house oh. that, you know, is a path of school children that go to the elementary school that's around yeah. us. And we actually, no joke, yesterday got a letter from the Department of Community Development letting us know that... um City records indicate that a snow-ice-covered sidewalk complaint was received for your property during the previous winter season. Where you were not Where we there. weren't here. Yeah, no. Yeah. So the house was for sale at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so no shit. Yeah, so yeah, no shit. Nobody was plowing I, I'm the I'm guessing sidewalk. the owners like, weren't even there anymore. No, they had already moved in, uh, I think, October or November. Yeah, but in either case, it's, it's a message from the state saying, like, hey, we're going to watch this. No, no, city. Oh, from the city. So, well, the state, quote unquote, not yes. like the state of Michigan, but the government. Yes. The, the government has already said, hey, you're on notice. So yep. even though you weren't there. Yeah. No, I probably could call him up on Monday and be like, yeah, that house that we just bought the house in February. And, you know, uh, <laughs> thank you for the heads up. And we will, of course, be taking care of the sidewalk. However, that wasn't us. Yeah. So can you please not, you know, have a strike against us already? Yeah. But yeah, no, it's still snowing here. Uh, it's it's still snowing here too, which is funny though because I'm pretty sure it started earlier here than it did there. Yes, but I was on the east side of the state visiting my dad yesterday. Yeah, and there was like no snow anywhere. I'm sitting there going like, we just left like three or four inches of snow, and we come over here and there's nothing. Oh. Yet, yet the word is yet, Andy. True. So yeah, no. We're, it, takes, it takes weather time to go across. Yeah, there was a there was a deal at a snowblower at Home Depot, but they didn't have any in stock, so we had to order it. <laughs> and so it is literally waiting at Home Depot for me to pick it up. Nice, but Very yeah, nice. no, it's it's a bit gas or right electric. Now. Uh, electric gas is just too annoying in the morning. It's just I've I have neighbors around us who have the the gas ones. Who, yeah. Yep. See, I have the advantage. Not only am I on a cul-de-sac, there's no sidewalk. Oh. So for me, it's I I can get to it when I need to get to it. Yeah, mine. Nope. I, we just basically bought it for the sidewalk, and then maybe you know, path out to the mailbox, path to the garage. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, we're gonna be having uh, Christmas over here for Kate's side of the family on Saturday cool. next week. And so I'll probably clear a spot in the lawn for the dog. But yeah, beyond that, this is this is specifically for the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. Because snow sucks. Mm-hmm. It's wet and heavy and cold and gross. Let me say though, it is fun to look at. Like I can glance out the window and you know, looking at our Christmas tree and the snow-covered <laughs> landscape behind it looks mm-hmm. looks damn pretty. Yep. And then you realize that you have to go outside and shovel it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, 
or snow blow it at least. Yes. <laughs> I have to do something where I move it from one location to another. To another location. Yep. And it's heavy because mm-hmm. it's water. Yep. Damn snow. Mm. <laughs> shaking my old man fist at it right now. Are, are you shaking your old man fist? Yes. Maybe that's what I, I, should, I need to get you is like a, a, like a wood sculpture of a fist. It can be your old man fist. Well, I've got a cane. I could shake the cane as well. Old man. Oh, a cane tipped with a fist. That could be interesting. So it's it's like almost like a cudgel, but at the top of it, instead of a ball, is a fist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Then you can shake your cane with its old man fist. Oh my god! For the aging millennial. Now I'm just trying to think of how to do this. 3D printer. Yeah, that or I. Oh, I just had the guys trim our oak tree. I should have, you know, had them just, you know, leave me an oak branch, and then I could have just, you know, whittled it or something. You could have sculpted. Oh, Kate's telling me there's branches. Do you know how to whittle? I know how to whittle. Do you know how to whittle accurately? (laughs) I could. I I don't know. We'll find out. So, should we talk about something that's not snow, please? Because it just keeps reminding you of what you're going to have to do outside. Yep. Um, I guess we could, but there's just so much snow. <laughs> we don't have to discuss individual snowflakes. We just said snow. It's a lot of it, and uh, it's annoying. Did you know there there actually was a, a gentleman who was doing a study of snowflakes and found two identical flakes? Yeah, I remember that. It's a lie. They've mm. been lying to us forever. Also, I've learned very recently about the um, the snowflake growth chart that depending on the temperature and the humidity, uh, you, you get different styles of snowflake. Well, that's not surprising at all. Well, but what's surprising is that not all snowflakes are the classic snowflake. You also have flat plate snowflakes where it's just a little hexagon. Uh, you have cylindrical, still hexagonal, but they are they're, uh, prisms instead of flat. Like, I did not know this. Makes you wonder which type is the best for making things. Probably one of the ones with, like, the edges so that they can interlock. Probably. But so much about snow. What about Samsung? Oh, my gosh, all the Samsung news. We, we have a lot of Samsung news. Yeah, yeah, there is. Would you like to start it off? Well, let's talk about the let's talk about the older stuff first. So let's talk about the Note Seven. Uh, supposedly, fire. Yeah, supposedly somebody tore one apart and okay. thinks he knows why um, the Note Seven caught fire. Okay. The idea why did the Note Seven catch fire um, was the fact that the battery had no room to expand. Do the batteries expand? Yes, the batteries. When batteries like recharge, they actually expand a little bit. Mm. That's what happens. You know, if you if you overcharge your battery, some of the older kinds, you know, with non-smart chargers, sometimes mm-hmm. they'll actually, you know, <clears throat> expand like a balloon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The battery just didn't have enough room to swell. So what? It like poked itself on the edges of the things around it? No, no. When when the battery uh, swells. All the, yeah. like the, the layers of the lithium items, the positive and the negative charged nodes, yeah. kind of are able to swell away from each other. But since there was no room for it to swell out, it started to swell kind of in. And so... They pushed closer together. Yes, they pushed closer together. And the two sides <clears throat> that normally aren't supposed to touch, otherwise you'd create a short, um, would touch and therefore get really hot because there's a shortage in the battery and then would would catch fire. Right. So the, the guys basically, if Samsung would have done a smaller battery, this probably wouldn't have been a problem. That's unfortunate for them. Mm-hmm. Especially since this is a battery that's non-replaceable because, you know, it's built into the, the Note phone. 7. Right. 
So, and, and by smaller, we mean just physically smaller. Yes, physically smaller. Right. It, it, it would have meant fewer amp hours. Yeah. But that's, if they just made it like a half a millimeter smaller, they would have been fine. Yes. That's, um, that kind of sucks. Yep. I wonder if Samsung's own investigation showed the same thing. Because this is a third-party investigation. Yes. Wow. All right. So they figured out why they kept exploding. Well, that's what... Battery that people, was too big. Yeah, people are thinking this is what the problem was. Yeah. So then, you know, Samsung did a massive recall for all the Note 7s. And then they put out a update that limited the battery to only charge to 60%. With the hopes that this would stop it from swelling or yes. just exploding. Yeah. And, yep. you know, people, you know, would kind of incentivize the people to, you know, return their Note 7s. Well, um, not all the Note 7s have been returned yet. Right, because people are going to hold on. It'll never happen to me. Well, um, according to Samsung, of the U.S. sold Note 7s, there are currently 133,000 phones still unaccounted for. Yeah. So Samsung is going to basically nuke it from orbit nuke the united states no they're they're gonna they're gonna brick the phones basically they're going to send out an update um that it it plans to release an update on december 19th to be distributed across all major carriers within 30 days that will prevent the u.s galaxy note 7 devices from charging so you will not be able to charge them anymore once the update hits i didn't know they could do that Well, there's got to be software in the phone that, you know, tells it to stop charging once it reaches 100%. I suppose. Otherwise, you know, all the phones would just keep charging and then explode, and that would be bad. It doesn't have to be software. In fact, it shouldn't be software. Because if the phone is off, I want it to continue to charge to 100% and then stop. It will, but it's kind of like your BIOS software. Right. You know, you know, have the operating system on top, and then you actually have, like, the... I, Andy, do you, do you have any rechargeable batteries that aren't, like, lithium-ion? Uh, n- have you anymore. used re- the nickel-cadmium rechargeables? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You remember how you used to charge those? Yeah, you'd put them in a little charging thing. And plug it in the wall. Yeah. Was there any software on that? No, it was probably hardware built it's in. It's hardware, right. So it doesn't have to be software. But there's probably something that tells the microcontroller what to do. Yeah, but in, in this case, it's software, which is sad. But I guess it means that, oh, excuse me, that Samsung can indeed nuke it from orbit. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a Verizon phone. Because Samsung said on Friday, all right, you know, we're putting out an update 30 days later. All the, you know, carriers are supposed to send it out there. All the Galaxy Note 7s are going to stop charging. Then we'll be done with this. Well, Verizon came out later with a statement regarding the Samsung Galaxy Note 7. Yeah. And let me just read you the paragraph here. Um, Today, Samsung announced an update to the Galaxy Note 7 that would stop the smartphone from charging, rendering it useless unless attached to a power charger. Verizon will not be taking part in this update because of the added risk this could pose to Galaxy Note 7 users that do not have another device to switch to. We will not push a software upgrade that will eliminate the ability for the Note 7 to work as a mobile device in the heart of the holiday travel season. We do not want it to make it impossible to contact family, first responders, or medical professionals in an emergency situation. Good guy, Verizon. It's kind of the, we aren't sure why Samsung is doing this, but we don't agree with it statement. Verizon, oh, here's the last paragraph. Verizon and Samsung have communicated the need for customers with the Note 7 to immediately stop using their devices and return or exchange it where they purchased it. Verizon customers with the Note 7 have several options, including an additional $100 from Samsung when purchasing one of their other devices. 
aka please turn these in but we aren't like, going to shut them off yeah we're not we're not going to shut them off during the middle of the holiday season but you guys need to return your phones it's funny though is i looked at this this is this nuking from orbit is actually only nuking the united states from orbit because in europe they sent out the update to limit the battery at 60 percent, but the next update that's going to go out is only going to limit the battery to 30 percent. so for some okay. reason the u.s is getting completely bricked but europe could still operate well it's like not completely bricked just mostly bricked you yeah. can still have it plugged into the wall and it would run Yes. We'll have a battery limit of only 30%. No, in the U.S., you could have it plugged into the wall. It won't charge, but it could still run off the power. Is that what they said? That's what it sounded like in Verizon. You just read it. It said limiting usage to when you're plugged in. All right, hold on. I'm reading the actual recall notice from Samsung. Uh, prevent the U.S. Galaxy Note 7 devices from charging and will eliminate their ability to work as mobile devices. Right. Okay, so yeah, so mobile. So yeah, if you leave it plugged into a wall... Or you have an external battery pack. Yes, that you leave it (laughs) connected to at all times. Yeah. So what you do is right now you fully charge it. Yes. And then you only run it when it's connected to a battery pack or when you need to swap it from, like, battery pack to the wall. And you just... That's what your battery is for, is that... 20 seconds of disconnecting it to connect it to something else. You could probably get a year out of that thing. Probably. But at this point, you probably could just, you know... Take do, it in. Take it in. And get a new phone. Or you could go, you know, just wait till February for the S8 to be announced. Yeah, we, we have a uh, bet on that, right? Yes. That you think it's going to be announced. I didn't write this down. You didn't write uh, it down. I thought you we were, like, specifying it so you could write it down. I thought you were writing it down. No, I don't have any Shit. paper here. I don't have paper here. I, I have a printer nearby. <laughs> I guess I could have gotten paper. I don't have a pen here. That's a lie. There's, like, three on the desk. Uh... <laughs> You think it's getting released early? Late. Or or is it getting announced early and then getting released? I think it's getting released late. I think it's going to be just released, you know, with same time frame as the the S7. Right. Where it's going to be announced. We'll have to go back and and try and figure out when that was made. God damn it. Maybe Kate will figure it out when she goes and listens through the episodes. Maybe. Or Hans. Or Hans. Yeah. So if anyone knows when Andy and I made that last bet, <laughs> let us can you, know. Can you just let us know the episode number and we'll we'll go listen? Oh my god! At least we don't have to listen to you know all four hundred and ninety episodes. Yep. Yeah. It's a lot of uh, a lot of material we've covered. So a something that kind of will help Andy's prospects of winning this bet. Uh, more rumors are coming out about the S8. Mm-hmm. Some I'm happy for, some I'm not happy for. I, uh, Samsung, why would you do this? So rumor number one, Samsung will follow Apple's lead and get rid of the headphone jack. Goddamn son of a bitch. Tell me That's... how you really feel. God damn it. You son of a bitch. Really? Really, Samsung? Really? You didn't... Oh, god damn it. But Apple's the way of the future. No, they probably want to make a smaller phone just like Apple did, and they realize that Apple basically took most of the most of the shrapnel for them. So when they come out with theirs, they can be like, well, Apple did it first, and it didn't hurt the iPhone 7 sales, so, you it, know. Except it probably did. Yeah, but not by much. Not by much. Not by a noticeable amount. But I, I do have anecdotal evidence that it hurt the iPhone 7 sales. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I know a couple of people as well who 
Then we'll have to deal with the dongle universe. Right. Or they're just like, I'm just not going to upgrade my phone. Or I'm looking at the Google Pixel. Damn it. Because that has a 3.5 millimeter jack. Yeah. Um, Additional rumors, not just 3.5 millimeter going away, that the phone will have the wraparound screen. Well, it won't. It will still have, you know, the the curve, the edge, or whatever it is. But also, the the other one basically will have the the screen be the whole face. Yeah, a all screen design, so no button. The the kind of typical Samsung. We have a button on the bottom of your phone. Will go away, which will be nice. What? Well, it'll be virtually there. This won't be a physical button. So you will it still have the fingerprint thing? Yeah, that's supposedly cool. supposedly the the camera under the screen is going to be high enough quality that it will still be able to do a fingerprint recognizing thing. <laughs> so that one should be that one. I'm actually I'm, I'm excited for. It's like oh good, you know, nice bigger screen should be good. Yeah. Don't have to worry about the bezel. Granted, I have to figure out what it looks like with you know a case on it. Right, but that's the thing. Like the cases for the edge were just kind of bleh. yeah, because they didn't want the edge, you know, part of the screen to get right. blocked by a case, but. What happens if you drop it on its side? Yep. So I've, I mean, I didn't get the edge intentionally because of a lot of that. Yeah. Which, granted, somebody said, like, the only version that's going to be released is with the edge. And if that's the case, then, yeah, I'm going to have to pick a different phone because I, 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 that edge, ugh, just not, not going to do that. I also, uh, some of the other rumors is the fact there's going to be, uh, digital assistant so they're going to have their own version of siri slash google slash alexa yeah something was along those lines which will be interesting to see what it's like <clears throat> they're also thinking about getting rid of the dual camera so they were really? gonna do, yeah so they, they were going to do two camera lenses on there so you could do 3d pictures mm-hmm. they're thinking about scrapping that because the manufacturing cost was too high also according to the rumors so so still a front and back camera. Yes. Just but not two back cameras. Yeah, no stereoscopic sort of thing. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, keep the 3.5 millimeter jack, put in that second camera, and just make the phone a little thicker. And make sure you have room for the battery to and expand. Make sure you have room for the battery. That's fine. My rule of thumb is to skip a version of the phone anyway, so oh. I'm on the S7, so I don't oh. care what the S8 looks like. Oh, no. <laughs> What? I'm looking at the last paragraph of the article. Yeah. Finally, the report says Samsung is aiming for a release date in March, which is what I bet. That with all the plans and design tweaks, the launch could be pushed back to April, which is what Dave... Oh, really? Yeah. Would you look at that? Oh, damn it. Maybe a little little bit of extra design time and testing time going into the process. Oh, son of a bitch. I think Andy's going to owe me dinner. Oh, well, it's not February yet. Nope. I, I think Andy might owe me dinner. Oh, huh. that, would, that would suck. <laughs> what, suck. Owing me dinner is that bad? No, it's just, you know, I thought they would. I was all excited thinking that, you know, there's no way they're going to delay the launch. They are. They need to get it out here as soon as possible. But if there are reports. And, and I think it's the opposite. I think they need to let the, uh, the memories fade away. Oh, God, that would. That would suck. God, I still can't believe it. the 3.5 millimeter jack. I use it all the time while I'm driving because the I don't have a fancy car, so I don't have it where it can pump the audio into my car's stereo speakers. 
So I use the headset because it actually, I can hear people, what they say. And people can understand me. But no, I'm going to have to find a freaking new radio that's got Bluetooth in it and install that in my car. Or just get a Bluetooth receiver. Which then I will have to install into the radio in my car. No, you, you can get Bluetooth receivers that plug into the 3.5 aux jack in your car. I don't have one with a 3.5 aux jack. Oh, you don't have an aux in? No. I, well, I have an oh. aux. I have an aux in, but it's part of the DVD player in the back. <laughs> so I actually use that to play my iPod through the car stereo speakers. Okay, but it would be the same thing. Yeah, no, it would be the same thing. So you plug your your Bluetooth receiver into the aux jack in the back of the car, and then you just control it from the front. Yeah, but then I'll have to somehow work the iPod into the mix as well, because that's what I use for podcasting. Yeah. It would just be very complicated. Very complicated. But speaking of cars, Michigan has signed some new legislation. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. No, no. I think it's good. Yeah. Um, Does that have to do with Tesla? It's a package of bills. No. Well, yes and no. Four bills. Okay. Uh, Governor Sider signed them. The main bill allows self-driving vehicles to operate on any Michigan roadway. It allows automated platoons of trucks to travel together at set speeds. And it allows networks of self-driving cars pick up passengers on demand. So, Uber. Yeah, and it also updates a 2013 law that has allowed testing of autonomous vehicles in Michigan with a driver behind the wheel, but this new law says that there doesn't have to be a driver behind the wheel. So they're they're definitely putting, you know, they're, they're kind of giving free reign to the market. Wow. I know. <laughs> so you could see... You can see Uber and Lyft doing their automated vehicle pickups in Michigan. You can see Auto with their self-driving semi-trucks on the roads in Michigan, which, believe me, that route between Chicago and Detroit, oh my god, all the semi-trucks. Yeah, well, because it's everyone going to Canada. Yeah, because, yeah, you got the Detroit Ambassador Bridge and you got the Blue Water Bridge main thoroughfares into Canada from Chicago and the self-driving vehicles without a driver. That's, you know, your, your Tesla, Google, Apple car, Audi car, Delphi car. It's all your stuff with that M city that's going on over at, uh, that North campus or is that over at Willow run? Uh, it's North of, it's on the North side of Ann Arbor. Okay. That's all I know. Yeah. Speaking of which the Detroit news front page, U U of M tests autonomous shuttle at M city facility. That would be the one. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a cute little bus. 15 passenger all electric shuttle uh, is providing automated tours of the 32 acre self-driving vehicle testing course. Cool. So Michigan sounds like it's going to be the place to be for like car automation, which, which given the, the state's history, yeah, makes a shit ton of sense. And like, why weren't you doing this before Michigan? Why were you depending on California for all of this? So I'm glad to see that. Yeah, they're also uh, one of the laws also creates the Michigan Council on Future Mobility, which will make yeah. recommendations to lawmakers <laughs> for policy to keep Michigan ahead in the they say keep Michigan ahead of the game. I don't know exactly what that means. My guess is, you know, keep our laws on the forefront of things. So that should be fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm still thinking about like what else that could mean. I don't know. I could imagine if if Michigan is 
actually getting this like ahead of everyone else, right? Like this is now law. This is now in mm-hmm. Michigan. Um, companies like UPS, right? I could imagine them setting up a hookup station at like exit one where manually driven trucks would come in, detach and reattach to an auto, which would then take it the rest of the way. Why pay the driver to drive through Michigan? True. Should be very interesting to see. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's cool and mm-hmm. not directly snow related, although how are these cars going to handle weather like what we have outside today? Yeah, that's that's the one thing I always... That's part of the that's part of the reason why I love M City is the fact that you know most of the testing is it's down in Southern, Southern California, California or Arizona or Utah where they're really okay. Utah might have snow, but in in certain parts of Utah there is yes, snow. In certain parts of Utah there is snow, but in Michigan there's snow like everywhere. Not all the time. No, but still, it's you know if if you want your self driving car to work in places like New York and Chicago and Detroit. <clears throat> It needs to handle snow. So you need to do testing someplace where you can test in snow, which you can't do in California. Uh, what else we got? Nintendo had their uh, their Switch yes. debut. Yep. And um, three separate sources have told Eurogamer that the Nintendo Switch will be able to play GameCube games on its virtual console service. Neat. So it's just keeping the trend of like yes. two versions back. Yep. You can play it. Yep. So Super Mario Sunshine, which everybody seems to love. Smash Brothers, yep. which Are you kidding? I'm, Sunshine's horrible. I thought everybody loved Sunshine. No? No. No? no. Okay. Well, I know everybody loves Smash Brothers. Yes. Yeah, that one I know. <laughs> Hang on. Comparison of Mario games. Yeah, so on this list of 14, like the 14 best Mario games, the second to last is Sunshine. Yet yeah, I'm looking at IGN, gave it a 9.4 out of 10. Metacritic has it at a 92%. Yeah, is that the, the Metacritic... That's the critic u- that's score. The, that's the critic the score. User score is eight point six. Yeah, <clears throat> Sunshine was not a really good Mario. It was a Mario. Don't get me wrong, but on a scale a- of on a scale of Mario, it was a low Mario. It was a low Mario. Okay. It was a like Mario after touching a piranha plant. Oh, Mario! That small Mario. Gotcha. The the small Mario, but like also the one that's like currently falling off the stage. <laughs> <clears throat> So yeah, so no, you could actually probably do Smash Brothers on the Switch. Sweet. Could I so I could like take it with me somewhere cuz that's yeah. the whole point of the Switch. Yes. So you get Smash Brothers, you get um I don't know, like what else? Well, yeah, what were the big GameCube games? Let's find out. Uh, Wind Waker, Metroid Prime, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers Melee, uh, Soul Calibur 2, Pikmin, there were a couple Fire Emblems, Animal Crossing, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, Mario Party, Paper Mario. I'd love to see how they could do Crystal Chronicles. That would be pretty cool. Because the whole thing with Crystal Chronicles was it required the uh, Nintendo Game Boy Advanced to play. Oh, that's probably not going to be on there then. No, you plug the Advance into the GameCube controller slot. It was really cool. Mm. So it became a little individual screen so that you all had stuff that you could do. Wow. Okay, so I'm looking at the copies sold on the Wikipedia article for best-selling Nintendo GameCube games. Yeah. So you got Smash Brothers at 7, Mario Kart Double Dash at 7, Super Mario Sunshine at 6, 
and then it kind of just starts to drop off a cliff. Yeah. Luigi Mansion, <laughs> 3.6. Animal Crossing, 3.1. Legends of Zelda Wind Waker, 3. Metroid Prime, 2.8. So it's like, oh, 7, 7, 6, 3. So, okay, so you have Smash Brothers, Double Dash, and Super Mario Sunshine, and the rest of them are, eh. Eh. Yeah. Eh. I mean, for goodness sakes, the list on here includes Shrek 2. Ooh. That's not going to be a good one. No. That's, yeah, no. God, are these, vir- is the virtual console really outside of those three games really needed? I don't know. Like, it's it's a nice, it's a nice marketing bullet point that says, hey, you know, we're backwards compatible with the virtual console. It's like all the games that you used to play and love, you can get them again and play them and love them again. Which, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I've got the Atari, you know, retro hooked up. I should probably try and hook up the uh, 360 at some point. Yeah. And play what? I don't know. Well, I got to play the, I got to finish up the Assassin's Creed games because I'm, (laughs) you know, still only partway through Black Flag. So I still have, you know, Black Flag and I think Rogue to play. Um, What's the newest one? Uh, The newest one was uh, Syndicate. Syndicate. Have you played that? No. So you have that as well. Uh, yeah, I've got three. Black Flag, Rogue, Unity was the new one that came out on the uh, Xbox One. Yeah. Are so you yes. going to go see the... The game? Movie? Or the movie. The game. <laughs> now, I'll go see the movie. I wonder if I'm... I wonder if T-Mobile is going to give me free tickets to it because they gave me a chance to get free tickets to go see Warcraft. I just didn't, you know, take it. Take it. Did you have you seen that movie yet? Warcraft? No. Yeah. Wonder when that's coming out on like Amazon or Netflix. When does uh, the Assassin's Creed movie get released? Films. Here we go. Soon. Assassin's Creed film December twenty first. Right. I was going to see that. I should. Can I buy tickets to that yet? I'm in town for uh, for Christmas this year, so I don't know what I'm doing that day. It's that Saturday. So maybe I'll see if I can buy a ticket to that movie and mm. go and see it Saturday. Well, depending on where our Christmas is held, we might be able to do that. Because if we have it at my dad's house, it's going to be in the afternoon slash evening. Yep. Ooh, so. okay. So the only ones that they have available are uh, Rogue One on Christmas. Interesting. Well, doesn't that come out on Christmas? No, Rogue One comes out, like, much sooner, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, December 16th, literally in five yeah. days. Yeah. Well, well, damn. Yep, get some early bird seats. Hmm. God, I'll have All to right. well, I didn't then. know that was coming out that quickly. Rogue One? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was Christmas. But then we have, like, a whole year before the, the episode 8 comes out, because they pushed it back to 2018, <laughs> remember? Oh, yeah. That's so far away. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have um, Thor Ragnarok to hold us over. That should be in the spring. We get, we get to find out what's going on with Daryl. <laughs> be hilarious if they just have him like as just a little homage to Daryl in the movie. That'd be hilarious. I would not be surprised if Daryl is in the movie somewhere, or a comment about Daryl, or a just something about Daryl. Uh, Passengers is going to be coming out. That's that one with uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pine. Pratt, Chris Pratt, not Chris, Chris Pratt. Pine. I always, the two of them, I swear to God, the two of them, I always get them mixed up. As you can just see, I did the same thing. <laughs> right. But like, I always, I like, I can never remember which one is which. Chris Pratt is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Chris Pine is Star Trek. Yes, you are correct. Chris Pratt did Jurassic World. Yes. Okay, I think. <laughs> 
Uh, did you see the speaking of movies? Have you seen the preview for the preview trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy two? Yes, the newest one. Yes, with yes, don't I push have. this button. Yep, <laughs> I am Groot. No, <laughs> that's the one that makes it explode. Tell it back to me. I am Groot. I am yeah. Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. No. Oh God. Uh, Logan's coming out in March as well. The final one. Mm-hmm. Right. How yep. many movies has this guy played Wolverine? Oh, gosh. So many. So many. I don't count first class, though. That was a cameo. That does yes, not that count. Yes, that was a cameo, yes. Good Lord. Uh, all right. Back to topics. What else we got? Um, Vivendi, speaking of video games. And Assassin's Creed. And Assassin's Creed. Um, Vivendi has now uh, purchased uh, 25% of Ubisoft. Huh. So, you so, know, we, t- we talked about this where Vivendi was like, you know, they, they held like 10% and then 15%. Now they're at 25.15%. Which is above a certain threshold. Nope. The threshold is 30%. Okay. So they're, they're damn close. So they, at this point, they should be careful to like not buy more shares unless they actually want to take over the company. Yeah. If Vivendi acquires more than 30% of the stock, it is required under French law to make an offer to buy the entire company. Ubisoft's not happy about this, though. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, Ubisoft responded in a statement saying, This is another indication that Vivendi is continuing its ill-advised and value-destructive approach of attempting to take the creeping control of companies like Ubisoft. As we've said previously, we are undeterred by these actions and remain focused on providing the best experiences to our players and fans and delivering long-term value for all of our shareholders. And this is why you don't go public. Because give it another year, Vivendi will get... 30%, which means they are required to take over, which means they will make the offer, and they'll make a good offer, and the folks at Ubisoft, they they can say no, but then the shareholders get their say and say, like, no, we we actually want to sell. We want that money. Mm -hmm. And Vivendi right now has a 22.92% of voting rights. Yeah. I control your vote. I would like you to sell to me. No. I vote yes. Yeah, the Ubisoft CEO has said that his company with more than 10,000 employees will not rest until Vivendi sells its shares. Now, I'm just curious about the whole thing because Vivendi was, you know, it was Vivendi Activision Blizzard, right? Yes. So Vivendi leaves Activision Blizzard. Well, Activision kind of left Vivendi. Okay, split from Vivendi. Let's read about this. Oh, yeah, because Activision Blizzard purchased 429 million shares from Vivendi for $5.83 billion. Right. It was it was uh, Bobby Kotick, right? Yeah. Bobby and Brian Kelly retained a 24.4% stake in the company overall. Yeah. So that was not Vivendi saying, go away. That was Activision saying, fuck you, we want to leave. <laughs> And now Ubisoft's like, oh. Now Vendy's like, god damn it, god damn it, uh, Ubisoft, let's buy them. Slowly. (laughs) And Ubisoft's like, oh, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So yeah, so that's, that's happening. Which we can segue into uh, movie news because Vivendi, you know, it's a media company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Ferrell's doing two movies yeah. that are upcoming. Will Ferrell playing Will Ferrell. Um, well, there's one which is Will Ferrell and John C. Riley together again doing a comedy called Holmes and Watson. Okay. 
So Will Ferrell is going to do... He's trying to do Sherlock Holmes? Yes. As a comedy? Yes. So there's that. And... You can't can't hear. I just took a drink because I I needed something to, to, like, take that. But wait. He's trying to do... So it's it's going to be Sherlock Holmes starring Will Ferrell as Will Ferrell. As Sherlock Holmes, yeah. Like, this is going to be awful. And it has John C. Riley. So there's that, but that's not actually the headline. The headline is Legendary Pictures uh, is doing a movie about esports <clears throat> starring Will Ferrell. The film will be in the veins of Ferrell's NASCAR comedy, Talladega Nights. God damn it. It is the last thing this industry needs. The last thing this industry needs is a Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. You are going to see every tripe piece of stereotypical bullshit. Ah, have I mentioned I'm not a Will Ferrell fan? The 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 two people who are going to write the script uh, recently did the SpongeBob SquarePants three movie. Woo. That's that's their previous claim to fame. SpongeBob SquarePants three. God damn it. Uh, other mergers and acquisitions. Well, we were still sort of on that topic and getting the fuck away from Will Ferrell. <laughs> okay. Fitbit and Pebble. Oh, God damn it, son of a bitch. Really? Because I backed a time two. I was waiting yeah. for a time two. And You're waiting. You're not going to get your time two. And waiting. No, no word from Fit or from Pebble at all about the time two. Kate got her watch. Yes, that's the other question. Kate's like, okay, good, I got the watch. How long is this going to last me now? Before it dies and you have no option but to get a new one? Well, there's going to be no warranty or anything like that. Well, none? No, none. I mean, is Fitbit not going to pick up any of that? Nope, because they didn't actually buy Pebble. They just bought parts of Pebble. Ooh, someone wanted money. Well, I'm thinking they wanted the infrastructure and the engineers. No, I mean Pebble. Oh, well, yeah. Pebble um, had to cut a quarter of its staff earlier this year. So, you know, Pebble was having problems. And this was supposed to be the big thing. This was, what, their Kickstarter was, what, $12 million? Yeah, this this last Kickstarter was huge. Yeah. And they announced, like, the Pebble 2, the Time 2, the Pebble Core. Yeah, this is, uh, this sucks. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what to say. Like, I've Pebble has always been an amusing little company for me because they they did try things that were very off the wall. They did try things that other companies were like, no, that's probably not going to work. And then they disappeared. Well, what's really surprising, though, is uh, Fitbit um, didn't disclose the terms of the acquisition, but um, the price is less than 40 million, which I think Pebble like had an offer earlier. That was more than that. Yeah, but they weren't in deep financial trouble at the time. No. What was it? The previous offers? Yeah, Pebble went from Kickstarter being worth $740 million, supposedly. <clears throat> yeah, uh, hold on, I'm trying to find the... Yeah, Citizen, the Japanese watcher maker, supposedly offered him $740 million for the company, the Kickstarter, or Pebble founder. Supposedly, Pebble was offered $740 million in 2015. Supposedly, he turned out another offer from Intel for $70 million. And now, you know, Fitbit bought him for less than 40 which 40. means they have more debt than $40 million, so they actually have to sell off, you know, they have to do Parts a fire sale. Yeah. Ouch. 
Well, I mean, they'll, they'll, some good tech will come out of it. Unfortunately, it may go to the wrong people. Yeah, it's because I was trying to get away from the Fitbits, and now, you know, I was going, oh yeah, no, I'll leave the Fitbit, go to a Pebble, this will be great. And then it turns around and Fitbit buys Pebble. Oh, son of a bitch! <sighs> Sorry, Andy. <laughs> God that's, damn it. That's, what, like three things that have been son of a bitch for you today? Yeah. We could go back to talking about the snow outside. Oh, goddamn son of a bitch. <laughs> And the title is born. I don't think oh, I could God. put that as a title. Uh, asterisks. <laughs> I was going to do something else. Okay. GDSOB. Oh, that could work, yeah. With the periods. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, now I'm trying, because I was trying to find a replacement for my gear fit. And I was going to go to the Pebble. Now I'm nope. debating, you know, if I want to do the S8. Because they're probably going to want to do some sort of incentive for you, you know, to... To actually buy the S8? Because yeah. the S7 note kept exploding? Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, they do have that new S2 watch from Samsung. Mm. Yeah, the Samsung Gear S2. You could see if, you know, if I could get that for free, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. That's one of those things where it's like, I'll, I'm just going to now have to wait and see. Yep. Wait and see. Yep. Don't do anything unless your current thing breaks. Yes. So I'm just going to deal with the Gear Fit for right now. See if the S2 comes out. Yep. So Dota 2. Okay. Uh, Speaking of Boston- esports. The Boston Majors just had, well, Boston Majors just happened. Okay. Uh, and it, the, the import, I linked an article about it, and the important thing is not, like, who won or the fact that they won a million dollars for first place and $500,000 for second place, which is kind of important, kind of cool, kind of impressive. Um, but it, it brought to my mind as I was reading through this article, I know some of Dota 2, right? I know that it is a MOBA. I understand pieces of the game. But how much of the sport do you need to understand to enjoy it? What is the barrier to entry? Because like football, in in football, you can talk about like, well, the goal is to score more points. You score points by moving the ball to the other side of the field, right? Yes. So that is the the like bare minimum you need to know. And then you start learning about, well, there's runs and passes and there's 11 people per team. And there's the one guy in the center is the quarterback. He gets the ball. He gets to decide what to do with it. But essentially, it's, it's moved to the other side of the field. Well, in a MOBA, it's blow up your enemy's base, right? Bare minimum. Yes. And then you there's five people on each team. There's creep. There's jungle. There's uh, items. But the level of detail, I think, gets to be much more extreme. And so the reason why I, this article specifically brought up this this kind of inner conversation that I wanted to expose the 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 item that was so important in this one is this really expensive item that is almost never taken in professional fights because when you die you drop it. Oh. So unlike other items where you just have them, in this one when you die you drop it. So it's 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 a it's a it's a powerful item. It's a very powerful item. You could have problems. <laughs> right. Because if you die, the other team gets it, and then they have a very powerful item that you paid for. Could be used by the other team, yeah. No, that would be bad. Right. And in fact, that happened several times in this match. But not not knowing that item, when someone picked it up and watched it, they like, oh, I picked it up, I'd be like, what's the big deal? Now, is that just the job of the caster? Like, they need to have that knowledge and be able to explain it and say, like, this is why this is so impressive and important. Or is it the job of the fan to, to know that and to be aware of that? I, God, if it's one of those, if I, you know, it, it would all depend on the commentators. If I, you know, was sitting down and watching this, the commentators would have to tell me exactly what's going on and why. It's like it was watching Go, right? Yeah. 
I don't, un- I get the basic idea of Go, but I still needed those commentators to tell me, you know, kind of explain it, which was nice because Go, you know, you had time. <laughs> <laughs> They had time to parse the moves and kind of explain what was going on. Yeah. If I watch Dota 2, there's a lot of stuff going on all the time. Yeah, but I mean, some of it, some of it's basic. Yes. Right? Some of it is basic, but some of it is... This was an 80-minute match. Good lord. Jeez, oh, Pete's. I would be, if I was doing this, I would honestly be sweating buckets just oh, yeah. sitting there. As Well, wait, watching, casting, or playing? Playing. If I was playing in okay. that match, I would be sweating <laughs> buckets. I do that. Just sitting there. Yep. I, well, I, nerv- I, mean, I nervous sweat watched, a lot. Like, a lot, of, uh, a lot of streamers are now putting, like, their vitals on screen. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, like, you watch someone as they're approaching a world record run, and their heart rate just starts shooting up in the last level. Guy who who got I think it was like the Super Mario World record not too long ago had a heart rate of 170. Oh jeez! For that last jump. Oh jeez, that's a lot. Yeah. So I mean, esports is definitely moving more and more mainstream, right? Yes. This is already a multi-billion-dollar industry. Yes, you are correct. Within the subset of games, which is also a multi-billion-dollar industry. <laughs> So I think this is a question that needs to get answered. Like, is it you and me? Do we have to start, if we want to take an interest in this, do we have to start going in and looking at, you know, what are the items and what what are the the strats? Is that on the viewer? Is that the caster? I think it's the caster. Yes. But how much of it is the caster? I mean... When think about it, comparison to football, right? How much is the viewer needing to know the rules? That's an excellent question. I don't. I don't know. I. Oh, I. Oof. You know, most most football casters, telecasters, won't point out that. Oh no, it's the fourth down. That means that if they, you know, if they try and run it, they could lose it, or they'll just kick it away. That's why they're kicking it. They just accept that, like people know what fourth down means. That's true. Yeah. But how do you? Well, there's got to almost be like two. What if you could do that? You could have two streams. One. <laughs> the, like, advanced stream and the basic stream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Maybe. I feel like the advanced stream would be more enjoyable, but you have to have that content knowledge. Yes. Like, you have the basic stream where people, you know, are just explaining the basics of the game. Yep. But then you have, you know, the more in-depth stream that actually, you know, will tell you about the things. <laughs> so. Well, it's just like watching some of the Hearthstone streams that I see there. It's like, I understand why he's doing that, because I understand the game. Yeah. But sometimes people, you know, you'll see in the chat going, why did they do that? Like, well, because they know what they're doing. Yeah. You it's don't. Like, why, why don't you play this? It's like, well, if you play that, he's playing a druid, which means the swipe could literally wipe out whatever he just played. So you don't want to do that right off the bat. He could have played it last turn because, you know, he only had three mana that turn, so you know he could be safe. And there's, you know, the, the complications of the things. But yeah, no, there are still people on that chat stream who are like, I don't get it. Yeah. God, though, that's good Good for those guys for coming out of basically nowhere <laughs> and winning the tournament, though. That's, that's the underlying story on here. You literally had a yeah. Cinderella story. Well, I mean, sort of. They lost. True. But they got further than people thought they would. It wasn't a Cinderella story. They lost. They just got a lot further than people gave them credit for. They took second place. And they kept this other team busy for 80 fucking minutes. <laughs> Whew. Uh, Doom uninstalled Denuvo. Oh, good. 
So remember we talked about this last week? Yes. That like a, a little game had uninstalled de novo. Well, now Doom has uninstalled de novo. That is a much larger game from a much larger organization. So beginning of the end, possibly. Which uh, I don't whole... understand why, though, because I thought this was supposed to be the answer. Denuvo? Yeah. Well, because people started getting around it. So Denuvo did say, um, I, I can't they say that they did. There's the rumor that Denuvo actually offered a money-back guarantee, saying if, if they crack your game in the first three months, we will refund you your license. But you have to uninstall the, the protection. Essentially, it's not a, uh, a money-back guarantee. It's we will offer you a refund. Okay. So potentially this is just Bethesda saying, no, we want our money back because people cracked this. Yep. (laughs) All right. That's what I got. Sorry, I had just noticed something about Sean Bean. Yeah. uh, With the Civ 6. That he dies in it? (laughs) Yeah, he's like, what? I don't even survive the trailer? Yeah. Oh, whatever. You get to be immortalized as the person who did the tech voices for Civ. Yeah. Stop complaining. You die in everything. That's your character. Right. So, should we hit the randoms? Because we're starting to get to that time. Sure. Okay. My week? Yes, it is your week. Doom! All right, which one? The newest one. Okay, I was sitting there going like, are we talking the original one? The original Doom played via TI-80... No, the new one. God damn it. (laughs) The original Doom played on my network printer. Because you can. One frame at a time. It actually prints out oh, the screen, literally, one frame at a time, and waits most, for an input at each frame. Most expensive game ever. <laughs> now I want to know how much that would cost. So you get a printer, right? And you just put, like, a controller on it with WASD for movement and, like, spacebar for fire. Like, so five buttons. And, and, uh, because you didn't have to actually aim up and down in Doom, right? It rendered it up and down, but everything was essentially flat. So you, yeah, you just have it print the screen and you get to, you get to put the input in every time. God damn, that'd be expensive. Mm -hmm. No, the new Doom. Okay, the new Doom. Gotcha. Doom 2016. Doom 2016. Yeah, it's it's actually just called Doom, but it's Doom parentheses 2016 because that's the only way you can differentiate it. Between a game that came out decades ago. 30-some years ago, yeah. Um, I started playing Doom. It's fun. I did run into Denuvo copy protection, though, <laughs> even though I legitimately bought the game. All right. Uh, the, the game crashed halfway through. I've had one crash, just one. And when I rebooted my computer, it said file corrupted. My one save file. Oh. Only save file that you can have. Oh. Halfway through the game. Oh. I was sad. I've finally gotten back to where I was. So I, I, I redid the first half of the game. Uh, it's fun. Like, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of dark because it's a Doom game. There is like, a, a, like, I, f- both physically and emotionally dark. Okay, yeah, no, because I'm like, I remember playing Doom 3. Not as dark as Doom 3 graphically. Like, not as visually dark. Okay, because that one, I could only play it with the with the duct tape mod. That's it. Yeah. Well, Doom 3, the whole idea was, like, you are alone in the dark. In this one, you're not in the dark. You're just alone, sort of. There's voices that talk to you. Um, it's, as, as a generic first-person shooter, it's... It's fun. It's so fun. I like the upgrade system. I like the rewards that the game gives you for doing things in-game. 
Um, there's secrets all over the map, and if you explore and actually find them, then you get better upgrades. It's just kind of all around, it's pretty nice. Um, I don't know how replayable it is, though. So I'm currently playing it on, like, medium difficulty, because I'm not a masochist. Of course. But when I finish it, what's that going to be? Like, do I go back and play through it again and again and try and get the, the secrets that I missed? Or am I just going to be done? And I think I'm just going to be done. Well, that's... So I got it. I got it on sale. There is a multiplayer component, but come on, who plays multiplayer Doom? Uh, people who are getting sick of Call of Duty or Battlefield, whatever it is. Go play Destiny or Halo or go play Overwatch. I've also been playing a lot of Overwatch lately. Uh, but other, it, it is a fun game, and I'm really enjoying playing through it. Um, the superficial story isn't entirely superficial. Like, it's it's actually in interesting concept if we if there were a hell and we could tap into it for energy would we knowing the dangers it's kind of this allegory of nuclear power actually the whole game is really just a political allegory for nuclear power we did it for the people we did it for free energy as the whole place is exploding (laughs) we would do it again god damn it um but yeah any questions about it andy I was just going to ask, like, how did it compare to Doom 3, which is the last one that I played? Oh, it is so much better than Doom 3. So much better than Doom 3. That's, yeah, that's all I have to go on there. I just, Doom 3, I, 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 I tried, but I just could nope, because it's, where there were a lot of, like, the, the, the jump scares sort of thing, where people, you know, would literally, like, pop out from behind the thing and go boo. Well, not boo, but probably because it was some sort of demon go, Rawr. Yeah. Not, not so many jump scares, mostly just, like, walk into a room, be like, okay, there are demons in here, and look around like, yep, there's a demon, there's a demon, and okay, demons are now starting to spawn in, but none none of that, like, you come around a corner, it's like, ah! I think there ha- was one where you opened a door, and there there was a demon on the other side, but it wasn't... <laughs> I don't think it was a jump scare. All right, because I I can't do jump scares. I just I just can't. And the the there is one mechanism in the game, one mechanic rather that's just like so fun. Uh, the glory kill mechanic. So you shoot a demon, it gets weaker, and at some point it gets staggered, and you can walk up to it and you can insta kill it with a melee. And it's always, it's it's fun. You just walk up to a demon and rip its jaw off or smash its head down into the ground or into a wall or rip its arm off and beat it over the head with it. (laughs) Okay. Like, it's just fun. It's good. Not good for kids, but it's a good game for anyone with any sort of, like, emotional maturity. Okay. All right. That's what I got for you. Okay. How much, how much was it? Is it still, you know, 60 buck price? Uh, I got it on sale. I don't remember how much I got it for, but I'm looking right now to see what it is. Uh, yeah, it's 60 bucks on Steam, but you can usually find it on sale. All right. Winter holidays are coming up. They'll probably drop the price. Oh, yeah, that is coming up, isn't it? Yeah. Hold on. Let's see if there's any news on that. Steam winter sale. December 22nd. <laughs> December 22nd. Oh, that's... That's <clears throat> Yep. Oh boy. Brace yourselves. Winter sale is coming. Yep. Right. So, random review. No, random topic. You just did the review. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Who has the biggest squirt gun? Who, like, in the world? It just says, who has the biggest squirt gun? Uh, 
the the biggest, largest known water guns. There is a Super Soaker CPS 2000, most powerful stock soaker ever made, able to lob one liter of water within 50 feet. Oh, jeez. The Super Soaker Monster XL, dual-chambered, dual-nozzle CPS water blaster, the first water blaster having a retractable bipod, the heaviest water blaster, and the soaker with the most number of possible spray configurations. Wow. So I see all these squirt guns and everything, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, okay, you just got to get somebody against the hose. <laughs> but the hose, you're limited. Yes, I realize that. You are limited. You are You are tethered with a hose. With a squirt gun, you can, like... You can go anywhere. But God, a liter of water? Jeez. Yeah. Well, didn't Super Soaker come out with one where, like, it was a backpack? Oh, yeah. They have had backpack ones. For the water tank? Like, that's just crazy. Yeah. The CPS 3200 has an 8-liter backpack. SS 300, 6.5 liters. The Water Warriors Hydra Pack holds 4.5 liters of pressurized water when it's fully pumped, so that one will just keep going. But, God, no. I I currently do not own any squirt guns. Dave, do you own any squirt guns? I do not own squirt guns. I own hoses. Yeah, no I, own, I own a hose. We own a Nerf gun. It's somewhere. It's in the other room. So, yeah, Nerf, yes. Squirt, no. So, yeah, no, I would just say... <laughs> I do have to say, though, our, our hose can actually get some pretty powerful water blasts. But yeah, no, you're uh, kind of tethered to the to the this, the wall. Yeah. So who is the most powerful squirt, the biggest squirt gun? I don't know. Um, oh, no, I do know. I do know. I've got this. I got this. Hang on. All right. Wait for it. Wait for it. Um, I think... Come on, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Yeah, right about here. Okay. Uh, and T equals, what's the timestamp on this? 120. All right, I'm sending you a text, Sandy. You're sending me a text? It's a YouTube video. Why are you sending me a YouTube video? Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Foam fire <laughs> suppression test? Oh. I think this wins for biggest squirt gun. Well, it's, it's not actually like, well, yes. Well, if, if not this, but in this category, right? Like, yes. the fire department. Something having to do with fire depression. Suppression, fire depression. God. I'm such a sad fire. Mm. Something having to do with fire suppression is probably the biggest squirt gun. Yeah, I was going to say probably some of the, uh, some of those, uh, military airport, um, fire trucks right right. yeah no you're right yeah the (laughs) fire department the fire department owns the biggest squirt guns or the military one or the other which is good or the navy i guess or yeah like uh like um something on an aircraft carrier yeah one of those or heck one of those fire suppression boats those fire boats yep one of those probably has one hell of a water cannon that's what you need to look if you need a largest water cannon see what that shows maritime executive test of the world's largest water cannon firefighting right. systems of norway has 18,500 gallons a minute fully adjustable it can deliver over one ton of water per second with a throw length of up to 200 meters well there you go <laughs> all right we have an answer norway a much more satisfactory answer than andy and i don't have the biggest one Yes, no, it's... Norway. Uh, Norway. 
Okay. There's your answer right there, Norway. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.